You know, as I, whenever I approach, in particular, this season of this an amazing, virtually almost incomprehensible, the cross of Jesus Christ, the giving of his life and all that transpired and all that took place. Never do I feel more inadequate because the greatest of words and the greatest orator can only begin to just minutely paint a picture and express that we might see all that was going on and all that was taking place. But in spite of that, we will do our best and we will endeavor to revisit and also to discover uh, the old and the new. I've titled the message God's Personal Commentary on the Cross. What is the commentary? You listen to them if you're ever watching TV or radio. They're telling you what's going on. It's an expression. It's an opinion. An offering of explanation about the event and about the situation. Yes. That's what a commentary is, and on that great yet fateful day, there's some events that took place that without noticing, you will just look at it as some kind of strange happenings as nature responds. As unusual things take place, but in reality, it's the voice of the Father speaking with regard to what is what has taken place in the work of His Son. A message from God. The Scripture says that. God at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, but in these last days has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. The book of Hebrews tells us that paying attention to what he said is so important and so he gives us not only encouragement, but a warning and says, because of this, we need to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard 
lest we forget them. So he is encouraging a reminder. And I think that sometimes we don't want to get lost in the method and lose the message. In the midst of the method, which is very, very, you know, uh, how can you say it? Just like jaw-dropping. But yet there's a message. It says that God bore witness with signs and wonders. Talks about miracles and the gifts of the Spirit according to his own will. So he didn't ask me. He didn't ask you. Is it all right to do this? No. He wanted to bear witness to the things that were taking place. And Hebrews 3 and 15 says, So today if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. In other words, listen. Listen. And so there is a passage of scripture that we want to put up there, Andy, in Matthew 27. And I will try to make it as brief as I can. And you know that's not very brief. (laughs) But anyway, I want to capture, if we can, the message and not just the method. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Of course, that is in reference to that Elijah shall come before the great and terrible day of the Lord. So, you know, they figure that, you know, they're just on target here. (laughs) Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him, offered to him, yeah, offered it to him to drink. Oh, here we go. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. God's commentary. The events that was happening even while Jesus was hanging there. A voice of declaration. What's going on? More than meets the eye. Yes. In this completed work of Christ on the cross, we have eternal things that are taking place. 
that are to come to pass in history. God's appointed calendar and time. There's a heavenly transaction that's taken place. It says in Colossians chapter 1 that it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And so it's a heavenly transaction that's taken place here. He hadn't even got to you yet. Because he says, and you. (laughs) There's a whole lot going on. Amen? Yes. Yes, there's a transaction in the eternities with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the Father which is in heaven. For Hebrews says this in 9 and 24. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, that is, that which is here, but has entered now to appear in the presence of God for us. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, it says that this man, after he'd offered our sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. Yes, a transaction in the eternities between the heavens because there is more that has to be redeemed than just your soul. Heaven and earth must be redeemed. Someone has to be able to receive the title deed to the earth according to the book of Revelations as there was great, you know, alarm in the heavens when they begin to wonder, there is a book that needs to be read that as it's read and unfolded, the will of God and the eternities and time, you know, begin to work together. Who is the one? They look through heaven They looked through earth and they found none. And the people, those great angels and patriarchs, you know, they're alarmed. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute. There was one that was found worthy. He was found worthy. The transaction between the Father and the Son. And so as he hung on that cross, the first three hours on that cross, he was the great high priest. Yes. And then the next three hours, 
the high priest became our sacrifice. He was being made sin for us. Jesus was cut off from God, not just in time, but in eternity. Whoa. Yes. It was this being cut off from God was the thing that you are witnessing in the garden. That cup when he said, if it's possible, would you let this cup pass from me? Oh, yes. The sin, you know, and its need was great. But the most powerful thing was there was going to be a separation. My, the fellowship and the intimacy. The first separation that he experienced was great, but nothing like this. The first separation was when he was born. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself and became obedient. You know what I mean? And so when he was born, there was a separation. But there was still communication. Hallelujah. But all of a sudden here, in the work of the cross, because it has to do with eternity, it has to do with heaven and earth. He experiences a separation, and it's not a separation as to his nature. He didn't cease to be God. No. He wasn't separated from that nature of God, but he was separated in the terms of intimate fellowship and communion. And that's why you hear this vehement cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It went through it all because you were on his mind. Yes, you were on his mind. And so, there are miracles that took place. And the first one we want to approach is the darkness. The darkness. This was not an eclipse. It was three hours of darkness. An eclipse lasts at the most, eight to nine minutes. This was not an eclipse darkness. This was a darkness so great that the great, the centurion, you know, was sorely afraid. Now, this is not an ordinary man. He's not afraid of the dark. That's right. The centurion is not just a soldier. He is someone who has rank and power and authority. He's someone who's been through battles and strife and, you know, has led man in the battle. 
But yet this darkness is so great. You remember when it talks about the plague of Egypt. He said it was so dark that it could be felt. And so what do we see? What is the father saying in this darkness? Darkness speaks of everything that is anti-God. The first thing that Jesus, or excuse me, that the creator did is he got rid of darkness. He created light. Yes. Oh. Matthew 25. Let me give you a few. Cast the unprofitable servant servant into outer darkness. It is a judgment. Darkness is judgment. So the Father is witnessing what the cross is about. It's a judgment. And what does God judge? But he judges sin. Outer darkness. It will be dark. Chains of darkness. Hi. Yes. God in this moment supernaturally turns out the sun. And at the same time that he's turning out the sun, he still maintains the balance of everything in the universe. What an amazing, an amazing moment is God's is witnessing his divine wrath because of the horribleness of sin. He bore our sins. We, as believers, have been delivered from darkness into light. Colossians chapter 113. The next thing we will look at is in God's commentary. Is about that moment in time when they were separated. That departure. We talked a little bit about it. It happened because Jesus became sin for us. Turning away, not from his son, but from the sin that his son was bearing for us. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Yes. An amazing separation when he says my God my God why have you forsaken me 
there's an affection in it. Every other time that Jesus addressed God, it was with Father. But now, in this moment, there's an affection that is, you know, bursting forth. My God, my God. One of the greatest tragedies of the cross and facing of Jesus Christ is that intimate fellowship. Yes. He longed for God. But the good news is that his abandonment means that we can have adoption. Oh, yes. As many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. And another event that's happening on the cross is a voluntary sacrifice. It says that Jesus cried the loud voice and he yielded up his spirit. See, Jesus' life didn't expire from forces outside of himself. No. Jesus gave himself over to death itself. His cry was loud. He still had the resources by which to stay alive. Think about it. John chapter 10. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. As the father knows me, and even so I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. A voluntary Sacrifice is going on. It says in John chapter 19, verse 30, it says, Jesus had received the sour grape. He said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up or he died. Well, guess what? You normally die and then bow your head. You don't bow your head and die. He is showing us. Hallelujah. This is a voluntary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The love of the Father is spread in 
all through the triune God, the great love. Yes. He was not a victim. No. He was a victor. There in this moment, this is all happening very short period of time, you know, as each one is linked to each other. And it says the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. That veil symbolized separation from God. God was saying something with that veil. Stay away. But when the veil was rent in twain, God was saying something else. The barrier is now removed. Can you imagine? This was the Passover. There would have been many priests. There would have been countless sacrifices. And there would be People galore. And the regular routine of Passover has taken place. And all of a sudden, I don't know how loud it was, but I'm sure it was loud enough to get their attention. Just that cancellation of the old system. Cancellation of the sacrifices of bulls and goats. Under the old, even with the blood sacrifice, you could never linger in God's presence, which was the Holy of Holies. That high priest, he got in and he got out. But no longer, because of that veil that was rent in twain, the Father is saying, my presence is open to all and you can stay as long as you want. Somebody give the Lord a praise. You can stay as long as you want. Why are we in such a hurry? Yes. Father's commentary of what has taken place when Jesus is hanging on the cross It tells us that you have some new privileges. You have some great advantages and opportunities. And you have instant access to the throne of God. Yes. Amen. That sanctuary devastation 
is the Father telling you what's going on with the work and the cross of Jesus. And then at the same time, there is soil disturbance. The earth quaked, the rocks split, and the graves were opened. Yes. Calvary. Calvary is answering back to Mount Sinai. A law that you couldn't keep. A law that revealed your sinfulness. But Calvary reveals the sinner's recovery. Oh, yes. Imagine this one who holds the earth, can split boulders with his fingers. He can shake the earth. And yet, in it, he is telling us there is a future. A future. When God is going to shake, as Peter said, everything that can be shaken, that that which remains can't be shaken. So when that shaking, he's projecting into the future. What's coming? What's coming? In the meantime, there's an invitation from the Father. And then number, you know, there's a subduing of death. The resurrection and the graves opened up. I don't know if that means to you. But I'm glad that the grave can't hold me. I'm glad that there's a promise that the Father is saying in those opening of graves that one day all graves will open. Did you know that? Not just believers' graves. All graves will open. Some will open to everlasting life and some will open to everlasting destruction. Amen. As Kieran comes tonight... It's a testimony of the power of Jesus Christ and what God has planned for mankind in the future. His resurrection 
is the first fruit. So what he's saying is, your resurrection is going to be just like his resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. Just like his resurrection. Man. Even so, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> See, the, well, I'll get into my Sunday's Sonny's message. I can't go there on that one. <laughs> So the Father tells us what's taken place. There's an eternal aspect of what's going on at the cross. So eternal and so powerful that you don't, there doesn't have to be any more sacrifices for sins. You just have to receive and believe in his sacrifice for your sin. The ones that you were guilty of before and the ones that you're guilty of sometimes regularly. Calvary covers it all. There's more happening than just the method. As you stand with me tonight. The Father's telling us that those that we may have lost There's hope. There's hope. Death has been conquered. Life wins. Life wins. Yes. that day that event one of the most enduring endearing things was as Jesus hung there and then beside him were two criminals and the one appealed to Jesus Would you remember me? What he said before that is paramount. As the one was 
making fun and ridiculing. He says, we're hanging here because we deserve this cross. We all deserved the cross. What he says to each and every one this day paradise can be yours paradise can be yours thank you as we sing Karen for the work of the cross oh hallelujah and can I tell you something because of the cross this world's not going to hell <laughs> that's blunt yeah there's some judgment coming but he redeemed it he owns the title deed to it it belongs to him and you as a believer are going to help in the government of God throughout the eternity as the plan of God continues to unfold for our lives. And that, my friend, is why the Apostle Paul said, God forbid that I should boast save in the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And oh, that's why we celebrate. That's why we praise. That's why we talk about. You know what I mean? That's why we get excited. Because we're boasting, man. Hallelujah. We're boasting in the cross of Jesus Christ. Father, as we leave, let us go forth. Oh God, and let us also give witness oh, to Jesus Christ under the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we worship, we praise, we adore, and we take up our cross and follow you. In the name of Jesus and for his glory. And all the people said, amen. Hallelujah. Come back and we'll get you out of the grave. <laughs>